Joga Benito, Nogamit, Yalpal, Kualon Kafa, Bola Sepak. Whatever you call it, football is the world game. And 32 nations are descending on Russia in search of the ultimate prize. Argentina, Brazil, Germany, England. These are countries that have held the World Cup aloft. But this show isn't about those countries. This show is about the dark horses, the long shots, the battlers with a fistful of hope and a heart full of pride. This is Metallica, colon, minnows versus the world. Colon, roundabout to Russia. Hello and welcome to Medallica colon Minnows versus the world colon roundabout to Russia. Real hard H there at the top. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to our weekly rap, our uh, first one in the duration. Rap of the, with a W. Rap with a <laughs> Well, you yo, are. <laughs> yo, here comes the roundabout. <laughs> you continue to tell me during soundcheck. I'm going to hold this mic like eight mile. And I am. You idiot. Get off the pop filter. <laughs> Anyway. Don't tell me how to live my life. You're not my real dad. Okay. You keep telling yourself that. Anyway, <laughs> the blood tests are quite conclusive. <laughs> so we are now a couple of days into the uh, World Cup Russia 2018, which means that we're about 40 matches in. Yep. So they are flying past. <laughs> With only 80 to go. Thick, Who's going to win? Thick and fast. Soccer's the real winner, unless you're watching it on Optus. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to jump straight in. Rig. Let's burn through some of these results because it has been a huge start for minnows. Sure has, mate. It's been uh, it's it's been really it'll probably when we talk about minnows in terms of the ones that we've got horses in the race, which is all of them. But like obviously we we have Australia that that is very very close to our hearts and we hold them close to our bosom. Uh, they obviously didn't get up, or did they? Well, glad that you asked because we realised that just like funding and uh, participation and population. It's not a level playing field. No. So we leveled it. We did. If you've been in a World Cup final, your opposition gets an extra goal. That's fair, I think. If you've won a World Cup final, your opposition gets two extra goals. Delish. I'm gonna... Each time. <laughs> Each World Cup final or win. <laughs> it counts. So, for example, how that manifests is obviously... A huge uh, result for, uh, jumping forward, for Mexico. Right. Mexico, in Earth uh, terms, beat Germany. (laughs) With human gravity. With human human limbs. With the gravity of Earth. And space mines. (laughs) They beat Germany 1-0. Yes. Or did they? They, in fact, beat them 13-zip. Yes. (laughs) Seems only fair. (laughs) Well, okay, so, I mean, taking this system into account... We had Argentina and Iceland. Yep. A gentleman's draw on paper. Yep. One apiece. Yeah, sure. What does that translate to? 4-1 Iceland. Goddamn right. Yeah. Fucking clap. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that's the worst connection Ooh. of any clap ever. <laughs> this makes for great audio. <laughs> for all of you listening at home going, wow, don't know what the hype's about. We're with you. <laughs> all right. What about... Uh, let's see. Brazil, Switzerland. Brazil, Switzerland. One all on paper. With the handicap, Brazil won, Switzerland 13. (laughs) That is a rort. (laughs) You stink, Brazil. (laughs) Yuck. Joga Benito. My balls. (laughs) Oh, no, that's gross. So... We also had a couple of other games. We had Croatia, Nigeria. Yep. None of those teams have ever gotten to the final dance. So that was that was 2-0 to Croatia. Mm-hmm. 
We also had Costa Rica and Serbia. Serbia running out winners 1-0. And Peru, Denmark, we were hoping and praying that they would draw with one another. Yeah. Uh, I, I listened to our cast the other day when we were fucked. Oh. We sounded so drunk. These, it shows. These, and, these are post-Australia uh, podcasts. Seemed like such a good idea yeah. in the harsh light of day. And, and, and I cannot wait for the next one <laughs> that'll drop on Friday morning. <laughs> so Serbia, Costa Rica, that was one nil to Serbia. Uh, and sorry, the, um, the Peru, Denmark, the other fixture in, uh, in, in group C, uh, which Australia is in was one nil in favor of the Danes. Yeah. Uh, some of the goal scorers, um, in the Denmark Peru game, it was the traditionally Danish sounding Yusuf Poulsen. <laughs> Um, we had in uh, the Argentina Iceland uh, game, the Iceland goal was scored by. Please let it be who I think it is. Alfredo Finborgason. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that Snorri Enerson yeah, would get up. Biathlete from the Winter Olympics. <laughs> um, we had in the uh, Germany Mexico game, it was Herving Lozano. Herving Lozano! Goal, 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 Lozano! Lozano! That's thank you to all, thank you to our listeners from Mexico. Um, it, I'm not surprised that Germany got rolled, to be honest. I know they are the defending champions, but historically, they have performed terribly in Russia. They if my, do not have a if good... my history serves me correctly, <laughs> the ledger is bad. It's... They often come here they, for L's. They... <laughs> they are holding a lot of L's in Russia, uh, but they're they're going to be what? I actually was out on the road today, and uh, I, I... <laughs> you're not pulling a horse-drawn cart, mate. <laughs> I was out, I was out on the road like Viggo Mortensen, <laughs> nuclear winter, <laughs> walking with my young son trying to find food and fight off wolves. Uh, but no, I was out on the road today, and uh, one of the staff at one of the venues was a German girl who was beside herself. Oh, they take. I'm like, hey, you going? And then she's like, yeah, okay. And I'm like, ah, oh, sick or something? She's like, no. And I'm like, where are you from? She goes, Germany. I'm like, oh. oh. And she was like, yeah. Achtung. Achtung, baby. Das ist mein Lieblingssport. Yeah. Um, so, speaking of that same game, the Germany-Mexico game. Yeah. In Mexico, there was an earthquake registered. Yeah. Due to just an absolute shit fest of jumping up and down. <laughs> Literally just a giant jump when, when the score <laughs> happened. Set off the seismic sensors in Mexico City. Absolutely insane. That raises more questions about the construction of Mexico City than anything. I, yeah, I really don't expect the most uh, up-to-date infrastructure in Mexico. <laughs> fair, fair. But at the same time... Um, there's a, there's a lot of uh, of possibilities for Mexico from here. Now that they've gotten over Germany, um, yep. they jump up um, in expectations for that group. Because aside from that, um, they should walk into one of their remaining games favourite and the other one at least evens. 
Yeah, no, for sure. They. I'm trying to think who else is. Oh, it's Sweden and South Korea in that in that uh, in that group. So they'll tough be playing, group. They'll be playing tonight, actually. Yeah, I reckon Sweden and South Korea are probably playing right now. Right now, and the score is <laughs> nil all. <laughs> I just assume that this is soccer. You know it is. Yeah, <laughs> thirty minutes in. Bruh. All right, um, but again, we are, we sort of look at it and say, uh, oh, the other one was Uruguay, Egypt. Yes, oh, very close to being um, a good result for uh, for Egypt mm. with a with a nil all draw. But Pharaohs. Uruguay comes through and get the win on handicap. Egypt win four one due to those two World Cups <laughs> that Uruguay won back in the thirties. <laughs> <laughs> Still clinging on to it. Oh yeah, aren't they? Anyway. Shall we Shall we roll forward? Yeah, let's do it. Yep. Okay, it's time for our segment that we've come to love uh, more than, I think, most things that we've ever done. More than life itself. <laughs> We're cli- clinging to it. More than all it. of our closest relationships in life. <laughs> like a passenger on the Titanic <laughs> trying to stay afloat. <laughs> we are pretty into what it's about. Yeah. It's the life vest that we need. It is our segment that we call Just Putting It Out There. Rig, you've got a couple. Sure do. Uh, so the Australians obviously played in, in Kazan and in Russia uh, on the weekend. They played, obviously, against France. Mm. All that training on the ice rink helped. Yeah. The the Australians there, are there, there are just so, so many of them, like, compared to the regular population of this place. <laughs> so they're, 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 just to give you, just to throw some numbers out at you, because uh, I know how much you love them, 15,000 Aussies, right, are, are over there at the moment. Wow. 36,000 tickets were sold to Australians uh, for the World Cup. How many does the stadium hold? Pass. And then we... <laughs> And basically, exactly the level of research I expect from you. Thank you. They basically drunk this town dry. <laughs> Not even kidding. I love this. Uh, they interviewed this bartender at one of the local bars there. Quote. Australian guys are like Russians. We are the same because we are drinking too much. In the morning, we did not have any beer in the pub. All the beer was drunk. It was so busy. It was so much fun because a lot of Australian people came into our pub and drank all night. I don't know exactly how many glasses of beer I poured last night, but I think it was one million. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds Australian to me. Oh, doesn't it? Well, look, there were probably 30 people in here, and I reckon they all had 30,000 beers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He's exactly. the most Aussie thing I've ever heard. His dad, who's the owner, comes out and pushes him to the back. and It's like, <laughs> you're not in charge of the register anymore? <laughs> it doesn't end there. Here's the ongoing part uh, The ongoing part of this story from Yevgeny. I slept just only three hours. After I woke up, I went to a beer shop and bought 450 litres of beer for Australian guys because I don't know how many Australian guys will come. <laughs> it gets better because they went to another bar in town and I love the the fact that these are the stories that are coming out of Russia. Yeah. All the important shit. <sighs> Thanks, news.com.au. Here's uh, a, a continuation from uh, well, from another bar uh, where a, a bartender there, Aaliyah, she says, It was a special night. They drank all the beer. We finished it. They watched the football and just drink beer. I don't know why. <laughs> the fuck do they do in... <laughs> What the fuck do they do in Russia? Uh, they- oh, well, they don't watch football while they drink. They just drink. <laughs> Sit at a table. The average life expectancy for a man in Russia is like 57. <laughs> because they drink nothing but vodka and kerosene. <laughs> Which are the same thing in Russia. 
But it's like, I mean, look, th- this should come as no surprise, right, to to any Australian listening to this, which makes up a bulk of our audience, uh, because everything that we do here has to do with drinking. Yeah. every We're drinking right now, doing this podcast. <laughs> sure are. We don't need to. It's Monday. That's a problem. <laughs> but like... I was going to have an AFD and then I slapped myself in the face and said, <laughs> what are you, an idiot? <laughs> what are you, an un-Australian Australian? So, but I mean, you think about all those things in life. I think about, you know, my life up to this point. You know, you, you'll hear phrases like, well, let's have a, a look at these numbers on this presentation. Let's grab a beer real quick. Or like... You seem really awesome. Want to grab a beer sometime? Or, I'm so sorry to hear of the news. Let's grab a beer. <laughs> or like, nothing's getting that venom out. Ambo's going to be a couple of hours. May as well have a beer. <laughs> Just classic Australian things that you do in every situation. Grab a beer. <laughs> oh, my God. So, in that, in that same vein... Um, Argentina, Iceland, when you're talking about small countries that are just absolutely taking it, just over-representing, taking it to the world, Iceland, there are 25,000 Vikings currently. It's 10% <laughs> it's of the population. All, it's almost 10%. But not only that, Argentina, population, 43.8 million Iceland, population, 300,000. So I'm going to break it down for you. 0.01% of Iceland beat Argentina individually. <laughs> or yes. at, at least at least drew with them, which in minnow terms is a win. Damn right if, it is. If the same conversion was applied <laughs> to Argentina, then you would be looking at a soccer team that involved four and a half thousand players. (laughs) (laughs) These are the numbers that are important. (laughs) Small town maths. 450 litres of beer. 15,000 Australians. What do you expect? Exactly. Um, So one of the, the bigger talking points of the World Cup to this point in Australia have been the fact that Optus... Yes. who procured the rights to um, screen most... An absolute uh, uh, of coup. The, <laughs> ...of the game, of the games, uh, have absolutely looked success in the eye and said, fuck off. <laughs> they have s- snatched defeat from the chores of victory. In, this should have been an absolute goal I, I reckon. I reckon the guys over at SBS literally leaned back in their chairs and went, come well, at us. <laughs> This will be funny. <laughs> it is to the point where uh, we've been trying to watch it, and after 60 seconds of watching it, it just starts buffering, and then it says playback error. You've got to yeah. exit the app, go back into it. That is remedial so shit. Gross. Yeah. To the point where Big Mal, Australia's papa, <laughs> steps in <laughs> and goes, hey, guys, I'm also pissed off. Yeah. I'll go talk to Optus like it's a person <laughs> and just has a frank chat with the CEO of Optus and say, and then all of a sudden Optus comes out and goes, yeah, for the next 48 hours, SBS can just like, you know, just screen the games. Yeah. Well, that makes while, sense. While we figure out exactly what the fuck we thought was going to happen when we had a very popular sporting event and didn't put any infrastructure in to handle that. Does anybody realise, and I'm sure a lot of Optus customers do, uh, how fucking ridiculous the notion of being like, mm, we are Australia's second telco. telco, and we have a broadband system slower than Slovenia. Yeah. 
and we are going to have the rights to the biggest international sporting spectacle on earth. Yeah, exactly. Did anybody look at that and go, I think we're in a bit over our heads here, guys? Everyone. The like, public did. The public in, did, In yeah. the lead-up, I'm an Optus customer, and my God, my life would be way better if I didn't have <laughs> Optus in my life. <laughs> but it's just like literally looking at it and going... Telcos are the most complained about companies on the face of the earth. Yeah. I think it's like after banks. Fair. But I think that uh, Commonwealth Bank actually did say, we'll take the World Cup and someone punched him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> you guys wait your turn. Yeah. You go back to the Royal Commission. Um, But just because you have the money to purchase something doesn't mean that you should. No. Ever. Like, it, unless it's going to be something that other people can watch in HD. Everybody know That is classic Mike Tyson buying a tiger behaviour. Big time. Why? It's, you don't need that. No. It's a horrible waste of money. It is like Gina Reinhart buying the Sydney Swans and demanding to play herself at full forward. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone going, oh, well... Okay, and then just losses, just consistent losses, and everyone's like, Gina, come on, you're terrible. You've got to use your body. <laughs> just offer something. <laughs> Lead at the footy, and she's like, fuck you, I own this team. <laughs> that was what Optus were doing until Mal stepped in and said, come on, guys, Yeah, you are in way over your heads. I assume- Why don't you just sit this one out for two days and let SBS, our seventh network, just Go to work. I assume that, uh, being the Prime Minister, he has a direct line to customer service in the Philippines. He, straight that in. Ha- that has to be a perk. <laughs> straight he's, in. He's never, ever heard the most annoying waiting music in history. <laughs> <laughs> Optus's shithead jingle. Yeah. Shane from Manila is <laughs> helping him out. All right. One on one. So there's so there's that, which is good because uh, that's two days of non buffered uh, World Cup glory. I got a I got a, got another one for you. Uh, so the Germany Mexico game, we obviously had a bit of a chat about the Mexico City earthquake of joy, as they called it. Go on. Uh, there was a there was a <laughs> German newspaper uh, that came out. Uh, with a front page, the day of the game, which had a picture of Manuel Neuer, who's the the German goalkeeper, next to a goal and photoshopped into the goal, around inside the frame of the goal, oh. was a brick wall. Oh! And <laughs> That's wrong on all the levels. Oh, it sure is. And so right under this was bold text reading in German, sorry, Mexico, today we build the wall. Oh, wow. That is one of those ones where you just... That is instant karma shit. You're always going to lose. That is instant karma shit. (laughs) I just love... Like, who the fuck let that go to print? Don't send it to print. (laughs) (laughs) My (laughs) anti-slogan. The anti-slogan, yeah. Um, So I remember an AFL grand final in about 1920... Mid-1920s. Yeah. And the editors of The Age went... Let's go get on the lash and just send a print that Fitzroy wins because it's such a sure thing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Fitzroy go down. <laughs> and the front page, like they, the age the next day lands on everybody's street corner and it's like, Fitzroy Lions, Premier's 24. And everyone <laughs> keeps a copy. It's like the, this ongoing yeah. joke. 
um, amongst all Melbournians that the age are shit. Yeah, it's uh, I think the same thing happened when uh, Harry when Harry Truman won the uh, U.S. election mm. in in the forties. Mm-hmm. They were just like whoever the other guy was wins in landslide, and there's a picture of him just holding it up and laughing. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> so another thing that I've uh, that I've seen. South Korea and Sweden, who are playing out an enthralling draw as we speak, <laughs> there was a spy from Sweden. Yeah. Have you heard about this? I have. So he gets caught watching watching the South Korean training, <laughs> and as soon as I saw this, I went, sometimes you just get a gift. Yeah. <laughs> because this Swedish spy... Um, he tries to get into the stadium by posing as a tourist. That comes apart at the seams pretty quick. So he goes and somehow befriends a like a local house and go. No. <laughs> Not the people in it. The no, structure. The structure. <laughs> it's one of those object sexuals. He just <laughs> just strikes up a heady romance with a chateau, with a daybed from IKEA. <laughs> goes up into the mountains telescopic lens and starts snapping pics of this South Korean training session. Like a fucking like, perverted PI. Oh, like like the jackal. Like he's up there with a sniper rifle. <laughs> red dots everywhere. Enemy at the gates. And, Love it. <laughs> so from there, South Korean coach gets wind of this and all of the South Korean players switch jerseys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he comes out afterwards and he's like, yeah... It's very difficult for Westerners to tell us Asians apart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you go, oh, he has torched them. I love because that. the the Swedes have then come out and apologised and been like, "Yeah, we're sorry, <laughs> we went too far." Mostly because they got no intel and they got absolutely thug lifed by South Korea. <laughs> But I love it's it's classic Swedish, uh, a classic Sweden thing to do to be like, it's just so open and out there. Like when they were outed, the guy was like, "Well, uh, it took a long car journey up to the mountains to reach the house." He uh, was giving, but he it was, was a giving interviews. To, the to Swedish spy say, has been named so open and out there. Yeah, of course his name is Lars. Lars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his, his name is I, Lars, and he's a crime writer. Fuck, it's the best, <laughs> South Korea. The coach, oh, <laughs> just so doing the old Krusty and Homer switcheroo. <laughs> Ain't no thing. I switched all the jerseys. Eat a bag of shit. You meatball eating fuck. Yeah, he oh. is. He's an old school street thug. <laughs> he's the that, best. That's awesome. And so here's here's another thing. Uh, so Brazilian great Rivaldo. Uh, he he won the he won the World Cup in 2002 in in Japan, South Korea. With the Brazilian team, uh, came runner-up in France '98 uh, to the French. Obviously, um, he is just absolutely taking none of Brazil's emotional <laughs> shit. <laughs> so, at the beginning of the uh, Brazil Switzerland game, uh, the Brazilian team were pictured singing their national anthem, uh, and at least three of their players were visibly crying, including Neymar, who is essentially the Jesus of football. Yeah. Uh, to the Brazilians, and Rivaldo goes on uh, TV and says, 
You have to be calm and play with joy. None of that crying during the na- national anthem. Feel the emotion. Let it give you that fire inside, but no tears. I'm against that. That's a sign of weakness and it doesn't help. You have to feel the desire in your heart and play with blood in your eyes. If that isn't the most South American oh. thing you've ever heard. Yeah, and, <laughs> and at the same time, you go, fuck, wouldn't he make a great dad? Holy shit. <laughs> You just see him at an under-sixes game ripping the heads off referees. He's insane. They actually interviewed Roque Jr., who was a guy that he played with at the 2002 World Cup, uh, and, and they uh, they interviewed him years later being like, how was Rivaldo in the room? Because he, he was very his his public image was very stoic and silent, and he was just like, he would not stop talking about winning the cup. Like, he sounded annoyed. <laughs> he, was like, he would not stop. Like, he, he, Rivaldo went on to say, in Brazil, you know that only first place counts. In other countries, you might celebrate coming second, third, or, four, or fourth, but not in Brazil. Oh, well, he's absolutely shattered after that draw. That is so fucked. Like, it's, it's, I love it. It just, it reads the Brazilian public's attitude towards that. Like many Latin, Latin American countries, is like that of someone's mum. If you don't come home with a trophy, don't even bother coming back home. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Just fucking stay there. Oh. Yeah, he's going to be pissed when he finds out they lost 13-1 <laughs> in the Minnow World Cup. Oh, all right. Uh, the only other one to cover is the fact that Spain, the proudest, most lazy nation, that's <laughs> rolled out to the Soccer World Cup. The only team that bases their training schedule around siestas. Around <laughs> having a quick nap. And by quick, we meant three fucking hours. <laughs> In the day, uh, they went, cool. Well, you know what? This thing that's every four years that is basically the pinnacle and the centerpiece of our entire life, two days out, let's just fuck our coach off. <laughs> Why? Because he decided he was going to take a job at one of our country's club sides after the World Cup. <laughs> that was the reason? That was the reason. What? He didn't tell them. Because he was, it's legit like being in a situation where you don't tell you don't uh, tell your employer you that te- you're going you, to a competitor. No, you don't tell your employer that you are also playing social park footy. It's like you don't tell your employer that you play squash after work. It's like they are unrelated things. Yeah, because it's a situation of a club. He won't need to be Spain's coach after the World Cup. There's four more years. He can come back and do that. Yeah. Or do anything else. Yeah. It's like a young person when they freak out about employment and it's just like, you're fucking 23. You don't have to sort your life out right now. Nah, you're you all good. You can go traveling. You can have a bunch of different jobs. Yeah. So the chairman of the, the Spanish Football Association has effectively come out and gone rogue because it, apparently all the players were are saying what the rest of the world is saying. What the fuck are you doing? That's so insane. This is bizarre. And yeah. they came out and did one of those things like a parent who's just caught their kids stealing a buck and goes, great, time to go and show you where money comes from. A week in the salt mines with you. <laughs> what? It is such an overreaction. Oh, my God. They've absolutely canned him. So what happens now? Have they uh, sent another dude in? No. Spain are being coached basically by the players, some under twenties <laughs> development coach. They're being they're being coached by a simple Simon machine from the nineties. <laughs> They've called in Emilio Estevez, star of the Mighty Ducks. It's it's insane. Like they, <laughs> who are the best coaches out there? Ring Coach Carter. That is a movie. <laughs> 
Samuel L. Jackson shouting at the Spaniards. <laughs> you know who they should get? Vince Lombardi. Jose Marino, a.k.a. the Aqua Slut. <laughs> he would be all about it. So, uh, I mean, Spain drawing in their first game against Portugal, I think considering that they basically had their coach removed, um, is not that bad. And no, also Cristiano Ronaldo went spare. Ham. He went fucking ham. <laughs> he decided, mm, yeah. Just, just yeah, that's it. Three goals. Just fight. And we, the fucked up thing is, we when we did our first show, yeah. we referred to the Portuguese side as the Cristiano Cristiano Ronaldo experience plus ten. Yeah, and that's, and exactly, that's exactly what, what it was. was. <laughs> Three goals. Cristiano Three. Ronaldo FC. Ronaldo. 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 The score sheet was amazing. <laughs> it's insane. So uh, that group is going to get very, very hot as uh, they Spain and Portugal go on to molest the rest of the uh, the group. Morocco and Iran, yeah. Yeah, I don't see Morocco or Iran um, getting near them. But at the same time, God, we will go off like a frog in a sock if they do. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Those will be boilovers of the highest order. <laughs> like Mexico. Well, Iran's, actually at the have... Iran's at the top of the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, and they got up late. Yeah, from an own goal. <laughs> oh, gee, so bad, so bad. Um, the only other thing is the rumours swirling that Russia's incredibly suspicious five nil rout of Saudi Arabia <laughs> is coming under uh, match fixing scrutiny, and then you realise that Saudi Arabia are terrible. so. Um, so I mean, there are two sides to that, aren't there? Because on the one hand, you're just like, okay, something fishy is definitely going on here. But at the same time, it's like, if you're a Saudi Arabian player, would you be like, yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's, uh, it's 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 match fixing, <laughs> oh, <totally. laughs> like just to take the heat off how shit your team is, big time. And uh, I think most of the of the allegations are coming from after the first goal was scored by Russia, Vladimir Putin and the King of Saudi Arabia just shaking hands and <laughs> nodding. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the most that's that's oh, the that's that, that, the that, guiltiest that, thing I've ever that seen. That is fucking Trump with his fucking finger on the button type oh, stuff, isn't it? <laughs> Turn the key on three. You <laughs> <laughs> see that handshake happening? Alrighty, so we roll on. Uh, bygone battlers, yes, mate. There is an absolute cracker that I'm going to talk to you about today, which is. Uh, also featuring Argentina, obviously they they drew one uh, nil with Iceland, which is a a full blown triumph for, for the Vikings. Yeah, absolutely, and a shattering pseudo defeat, demoralising for Argentina. Mm. But it's by no means the worst that Argentina has done. Okay, nineteen ninety, Cameroon v Argentina. So Argentina had won the 86 World Cup after Maradona famously oh, the fisted the God. ball. <laughs> Dead set, punched it into the back of the net. Inspired Alex Rance to become a fullback. <laughs> sure did. Everybody seemed to think that was okay, but <laughs> I guess it's a simpler time. It was a different time. So 1990 rolls around and Cameroon are expected to become fodder for more of Maradona's hand goals. <laughs> He's got feet for hands, I tells you. <laughs> well, if it isn't my friend, Mr. McGregor, with a leg for an arm and an arm for a leg. <laughs> anyway, 60 minutes in to this game, Cameroon defender 
Andre Beek tackles someone in and is immediately sent off. Right. So he gets red carded. First go. So Cameroon are down to 10, ten players, yeah. which is usually very bad. Yeah. <laughs> so he's walking off, screaming at the ref. Don't know why you said this was a contact sport. <laughs> uh, then from there, Cameroon inexplicably bust the odds. And the guy who just got sent off's brother scores a goal on the 67th minute mark. <laughs> so Cameroon are up one zip, a man down. Oh, my God. <laughs> so not only has Andre been sent off, but he's been forced to watch his brother score at the World Cup, <laughs> which makes him happy to be from Cameroon, but fuck to be from a, the <laughs> from beer the family. family. Yeah. Um, so one nil Cameroon, 75th minute. Cameroon player Benjamin Messing literally goes to the ref. <laughs> that earlier red card was horse shit. I'll show you a red card. <laughs> and absolutely cooks an Argentinian guy. <laughs> Smokes him like a delicious steak from Buenos Aires. <laughs> he turns him into a cigar. <laughs> it's been described as a kind of full pelt, waist high, horizontal flying body check. <laughs> It's <laughs> of which the it general intention like a, it sounds like a general it sounds like a genuine scissoring. Oh mate, the general intention after watching this seems to not be so much to break this bloke's legs as to actually separate them from the rest of his body. <laughs> Holy fuck. A real Kevin Musket move. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the bone collector. <laughs> the bone collector. K Musket. So Cameroon are down to nine men. Oh, my God. And at this point in the research, I looked up how many men you're allowed to get down to before they call it off. It's six. <laughs> you can play a soccer game. <laughs> I didn't with, even know that was a rule. With six people. <laughs> which means Is that including the goalie? Including the goalie. So five people oh my can God. be red-carded. And you're still forced to stay out there oh, wow. and fucking suffer the indignance of going down a hundred nil. How fucking tired would you be if you were oh. one of the guys on that field? My so, God. So they're down down to nine on eleven against Argentina, the reigning world champions. And Cameroon just build a fucking wall. And not like that shit one the Germans were talking about. <laughs> In the paper. <laughs> this is a real one. Yeah. And they hang on and they win one nil. Holy shit. They, yeah. And they, it's like, suck shit, Argentina. Yeah. But from there, they go on, they make the quarters. And then they lose in a heartbreaking, very emphatic loss. But at, <laughs> they lose 8-0. <laughs> at the same time, it's one of those ones where you go, okay, cool. So when you beat, when you get up over as a minnow over one of the, the main yeah. heavyweights, then you really do roll through and, uh, and start to fucking nail build, it. Build some momentum. Yeah, yeah. Get, and, and get into the finals. The other one that I want to bring up is 1950. USA v. England. So England had a post-war record of 23 wins, four losses, and three draws. Wow. The USA hadn't won an international match in 20 years. Oh, my God. During which time they'd conceded 45 goals and scored twice. Oh. <laughs> 
Holy shit. Can you imagine scoring two goals in 20 fucking years? Oh, my God. The one of the US was so dark on soccer for so yeah. long. <laughs> so there's there's books and movies that have been written about, about this game because basically the American team... Were semi- Those must be horrible movies. Oh, aren't they shit? <laughs> it's, it's, Do it, you know it, any it, of the titles it, of any of these movies? Miracle on Grass. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Miracle on Grass. Which I was positive was uh, one of those um, Jay and Silent Bob yeah. trilogy ones where they <laughs> just Epiphany get super blazed. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the American team were semi-professional players many of whom had other jobs to support their families. This is actually Miracle on Grass. Insane. <laughs> it's exactly the same <laughs> it as the eyes. Mental. Um, there are, here's a couple of their professions. Uh, Walter Barr was a high school teacher. Frank Borgie drove a hearse for his uncle's funeral home. <laughs> <laughs> and two other guys worked as letter carriers. There was three dishwashers in the side. Holy shit. One player, he had to withdraw from the tournament, uh, Ben McLaughlin, because he could not get any time off work. <laughs> Imagine going to your boss and saying, hey, I've got to put in for leave. Ugh, McLaughlin, you are the fucking worst. What is it this time? I have to go and play in the World Cup. Fuck you, you lying bastard. <laughs> back to the mail room with you. <laughs> Don't come back with any of those. Bad. Don't come back with anyone. It was horrible. Excuse me to get back to the mail room. <laughs> so teams hastily assembled, only been able to train together once before the World Cup. Holy shit. <laughs> and that was the day before they left for Brazil 1950. Oh, wow. Uh, they happened to play against the touring English side um, in, in, that was their one match together. So oh, they right. played against England before right. they, before they headed over there. Done by England. Not sure why you'd do that. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, three players, Joe Macker, Ed McIlvenny, and Joe Gatjens, none of whom were US citizens, were <laughs> added to the roster just before the World Cup. <laughs> That's when their coach came out and he says, we have no chance. <laughs> it was an honest time. It was a better time. He described his players. These guys are garbage. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I have seen some sucks before, but this is <laughs> the, the suckiest, suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Uh, and then he says that his players are sheep ready to be slaughtered. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. He was just doubling down. These guys are really going to get rammed. Okay, coach, but what are you? And I mean lambs to the slaughter. Yeah, we kind of get it. All right. Imagine the weakest gazelle in the herd times that by 11 on the field against a bunch of hungry lions. <laughs> This is what we're facing out there, gentlemen. Also, the lions have bricks. <laughs> <laughs> also, so <laughs> the English Daily Express newspaper wrote, it would be fair to give the US three goals head start. <laughs> Game day. The US score early, <laughs> like 15 minutes in early. <laughs> then, Battle stations for the British. Then the British are like, fuck. All right. We'd better Let's start, start playing. Trying. Let's, we'll, we'll, try, we'll try our hardest now. They've done the equivalent of actually sitting up from the couch with the PlayStation <laughs> controller in hand. Exactly. To get closer to the TV. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Roll the shoulders over and start button mashing. <laughs> so the English get awarded a dubious free kick on the spot, which we know all about. Yes. Their keeper, who is a letter carrier... <laughs> 
<laughs> who has fortunately managed to get his time off work to come over, <laughs> is up against a Premier League striker. <laughs> Spot kick. US guy guesses the right way and saves it from the box. Oh, yes! Three people go nuts. <laughs> and one of them is not the coach of the US team. So we're going to get slaughtered here. We're up 1-0 oh. and just saved a penalty. Like lambs <laughs> in, an a, in an abattoir. <laughs> Release the lions. <laughs> um, so from there, the US, same thing. They just park the bus and they say, come at us yeah. and just withstand all of these attacks. Win that one zip against the British. Yeah. And those formidable, proud, triumphant Americans went on to not progress from the group stage <laughs> with a, with a three point victory over England. They still didn't get out of the group oh, because they proceeded to get monstered yep. in their other two games. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Because that is monstrous. It's like, cra- it's it's it's, cra- <laughs> it's like the coach has already prepared his statement for after the game. Well, anyway, I knew this was going to happen. I mean, <laughs> coach, you won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, no excuses. You've got to go out there and get that pride in the shirt. You got <laughs> look. All credit to the opposition. They really showed up, and uh, I guess we've just got to accept wasn't our day. We got coach, we got our, <laughs> we got our asses beat out there. What do you want from me? <laughs> Yeah, someone lost an arm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that is the end of Bygone Battlers. We have one more segment. We sure do. Cue music. Crack, crack, the clairvoyant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crackle. Oh. Uh my god the most unwilling participant <laughs> she doesn't know that she's involved she does not know which is great because you've essentially uh you've essentially bamboozled her because you know that she doesn't support what you're doing completely i also know <laughs> that she doesn't know that <laughs> that uh, we're creating a segment out of it but she does know that she's on the podcast oh she does because a mate of hers Silv, from uh, who currently lives in Germany, oh, no, said, "I love your segment." And Katie then comes up to me and, and is like, "Silv just said she loves my segment on the podcast. <laughs> what the fuck is going on?" And uh, and I, I was like, "I think by segment she means references to you." And Crackle's gone. If you're putting me on the podcast, you need like my permission, don't you? <laughs> And I'm you like, put a ring on it. Was, <laughs> you knew what you were getting yourself into. I was like, all right, calm down, Kanye. <laughs> I don't think I need a media I don't need a fucking NDA for my wife to be on the podcast. <laughs> but managed to convince her that no, it was, it was not, uh, it was not a, so she doesn't a, know. A, a full blown segment to which she said, is this to do with all of those weird ass calls you've been making to me? <laughs> Speaking of weird ass calls, here's one of them right now. Hello. Hey, Crackle. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Um. So, theoretically, 
if you were on an island, (laughs) there's only two animals that live on this island. (laughs) There's a bear and there's a camel. You have the necessary weapons to kill one of those animals. Well, why would I want to kill one? Well, because otherwise you'll die. Why? Because you have to eat to live. Island had no food. Yeah, it has. It has only two animals, and otherwise, that is, is desert. Desert island should have led with that. Anyway, your only sources of food are these two animals, but they will feed you for the rest of time. And you also have fire, so you can cook them. All right. You can only yeah. kill one of them <laughs> because you have one bullet in the gun. Okay. Oh my god! It's a bear. Or a camel. Now, which one do you think will taste better? Um, the bear. Okay. <laughs> On a scale of zero to five, how do you think bear meat will taste? Uh, two. Yeah? What about camel meat? Uh, I think camel meat is a zero. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Crackle. Bang. I reckon that might be spot on. <laughs> That's the first time she's gone for zero. Yeah, she which hates is camel meat. All we, all we needed was to conjure up some bizarre imagery for her <laughs> to really be disgusted enough to chuck a donut out there. <laughs> if there's one thing you can take to the bank, it's that my wife despises camel meat, but for some reason thinks that bear meat would be tasty. <laughs> Fun fact, people do, do eat, eat camel. camel. They do don't not eat bear. bear. <laughs> all right, so... There's a couple of other competing clairvoyants at this World Cup that I've found in the last week. Yeah. So, sorry, just to just to be abundantly clear, Crackle has picked Russia to beat Egypt. 2-0. Two 2-0. Nil. Two nil. Yeah, okay. Just We're, to be abundantly clear, <laughs> we should, because without context, oh, oh, yeah. that made no sense. Yeah, it was fair. just like, wow, <laughs> he's a real piece of shit, <laughs> eating camels and bears. No, 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 no. No, uh, the bear represents Russia, the camel represents Egypt. I thought that was clear. Yeah. I would, look. I'm I'll, here like the US coach, but <laughs> like, damn <laughs> So you're going to get murdered by any of those things. I tell you what, I seen a camel spit at someone and gnaw him to death. Slowly, camels killed my father. <laughs> um, anyway, so other animals that are currently being, uh, or other things that are currently be- <laughs> being used to predict the World Cup. Yep. There's, uh, there's a couple of, of people throughout the world, of which... Crackle is obviously one. Yeah. Esteemed company, she is. Yes, absolutely. But we're going to focus on uh, the animal kingdom's contributions to this. They're the the ones that people care about. Exactly. Well, I mean, Paul the Octopus was was the the predecessor to all of these. Yeah. Mystic Marcus the Pig. (laughs) So he is uh, a UK-based... Big ass boar <laughs> who has been surrounded by apples with flags in them. He, he apparently that holds a prolific like... record when it comes to predicting the outcome of not just sporting competitions but major international events as well. He correctly predicted Donald Trump's victory in the US presidential election, <laughs> the outcome of the Brexit vote, the winner of the 2014 World Cup, and the Wimbledon tennis finals. 
Wow. Pedigree. Yeah, absolutely. Fucking pedigree. History of success. Yep, absolutely. This is the point at which I need to uh, to tell you who he's picked. So he predicted the four World Cup semi-finalists, which Already. is brazen. Right. He said that they will comprise Argentina, Uruguay, Belgium, and Nigeria. No, motherfucker, you are straight up bacon now. <laughs> <laughs> Nigeria. What the actual shit? They will shit. lose their minds if they make the semis. But this is when, if you look and peel back one layer and look at the detail, you realise that there is no mathematical way that those four sides can make the semis. <laughs> It's because like literally they are, three of them are from the same side of the draw. <laughs> oh, Marcus, you fucking numbskull. <laughs> but the best is his uh, this pig's uh, true sporting prowess lies with his local soccer team, Derby County, when he correctly predicted the team's failure to gain promotion from second division championship to the EPL. He was just like, sorry, guys, nap. And ate the not getting promoted apple. <laughs> when you're like with flags in them, I was like, that sounds that's like a horrible, that's a, sounds like a horrible mistake you make when you're too drunk, order a club sandwich from room service <laughs> and impale the roof of your mouth. All right. The, we all, all know about Achilles the cat. Already been over that one. Uh, Cleopatra the tapir. <laughs> the what? Tapir. It's like a weird... Oh, a taper. No, it's a tapir. Yeah, the one with the huge dick, the largest <laughs> dick in the animal kingdom. Yep. Have you seen that thing? Uh, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> I don't want to know it's the like wormhole that I went it's through on a, the internet it's to get a to bend this in it. It's got a fucking elbow. Is it a taper? I think so. Tapir? Maybe. Fuck it. All right. Anyway, uh, Cleopatra, Brazilian... Duh. Who calls uh, the Limpopo Zoo her, her home? It's like a giant sort of piggy, aardvarky looking horse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's with a huge dick. <laughs> with a monstrous member. Um, predicted that Sweden will defeat South Korea um, and is going to predict one of the quarterfinal games. Um, at the moment, I can tell you that. It's half time and it's a draw. So so, nil all. so far nil all. So far Cleopatra is doing shit. Um, the best one by a country mile is Nelly the elephant. <laughs> Nelly hails from the Serengeti Park Zoo in Germany. Yeah. So what they've done is given the elephant a soccer ball and set up two nets. And got it to kick goals. I'm like, <laughs> that's oh, awesome, amazing. I'd be super impressed. So there's two nets: one marked Germany, and the other marked Mexico. <laughs> Three out of its five kicks went into the Mexican goal, <laughs> and only two of its kicks went into the German goal, which indicated that Mexico would beat Germany by one goal. <laughs> Oh, oh, shit. Oh, the Nelephant. <laughs> That's so good. Dropped the hammer. Yeah. <laughs> you you dropped dare hammer. That's insane. <laughs> you would think that if you're an elephant in Germany and they go, cool, well, let's, uh, let's get it to predict the local results. And then it predicts that Germany won't go through. And they're like, 
Oh, idiot Put elephant. this elephant down <laughs> and then they lose. Yeah, that, that elephant not doing so good. No. All right, so just to recap Crackle's results to this point. Picked Russia to beat Saudi Arabia. Tick. Tick, yep. Picked France to beat Australia. Unfortunately, tick. Traitor. Has now picked Russia to beat uh, Egypt. Yep. So at the moment, it's two from two. Yep. We're looking good. We are. We're only getting her to do, like, minnow games. Yeah, exactly. Um, we as, For the finals, Cracker will do all of the finals. Exactly. It's just, she's obviously going to... She's going to... Under, she's going to find she's out. She's going to find out. <laughs> if we keep keep this up for every single game, of which there have been 97. Oh. To be fair, she... <laughs> I think that she will warm to it quite quickly if we allow her to have an Instagram that's just called Crackle from the podcast. <laughs> Crackle and Clairvoyant. Surely that name's not taken on Insta. Can't be. All right. Well, that is pretty much all we've uh, we've got time for. We are back tomorrow morning with the Australia v Denmark preview. Preview. Yep. Yep. We've Australia must win. Yep. Either have to beat Denmark or Peru, but we've got to beat one of them to go through. Got to end up on at least three points. So it is getting shit hot. In Kazan on the ice. Australia <laughs> on the ice. <laughs> Smoking with old Aussie Burt. <laughs> well, it's going to be the best, right? So we're going to drop that preview uh, over the next uh, sort of day and a bit, I would say. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, we will... Be, the one after that will be another incredibly drunken podcast. <laughs> and all of these games... They just keep moving later and later. Yeah, next week against Peru, that is that game, it, the game finishes, starts at midnight. Yeah, that that game will finish at two, which means that we should be finished recording by your standards at about nine a.m. <laughs> <laughs> it is going to be the best, guys. If you want to follow us uh, on, or even our if you journey, don't want to, but you should. If you just, don't want to, just be good blokes about fuck, it. Fucking do it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, what you should do is you should like Medallica on Facebook to keep abreast of everything that's going on and follow us at Gus and Rig on Instagram. Uh, we're throwing some stuff up there as well. Yep, I think that's all we've got time for. Cheers, guys. <laughs> <laughs>